this election was rigged. This election was a total fraud. There are a lot of dead people that so-called voted in this election. They were dead 10 years, 15 years. We won the election easily. There's no way Joe Biden got 80 million votes. The media doesn't want to talk about it. They know how fraudulent this is. It's no different than Hunter. It's no different than Hunter. They don't want to talk about Hunter. We don't have freedom of the press in this country. We have suppression by the press. They suppress. You know, you can't have a scandal if nobody reports about it. This is the greatest fraud in the history of our country from an electoral standpoint. This is the whole ball game, And they cheated. The War Within. Trump versus Fox. I'm Arlene Biden. And I'm John LaBoulier, and this is Revolution. Here we are, John. And, you know, I just love our title because the deep dive that we're going to do into Donald Trump after this election and the Republican Party is a place I really think we have to say I don't really know if even Republicans thought they were going to get here. We all know that there is this battle. Donald Trump has been tweeting against Fox, angry about calling Arizona. And we'll get into all the reasons. But for me, as we do this podcast, this is about power and reality. And also for our listeners off the top, we are going to have a special guest here today. Someone who is a big player in this the CEO of Newsmax, Chris Ruddy, will join us on this podcast. But, John, what do you make of it? it we're, we're talking about a president attacking a network. I mean, we have gone through the looking glass as far as I'm concerned. This is about a fight over who's going to tell people's lies. I know. You know, if you go back to the inauguration and the first realization that facts weren't important Mm -hmm. because there was something called alternative facts. (laughs) So said Kellyanne Conway in the original argument about how many people were there in the pictures of the Trump inauguration versus Obama's inauguration. Mm -hmm. And right then we get a glimpse now, four years later and a presidency that is over. It's the same thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's what's reality. and, And all that matters is getting and obtaining power. I don't even know what they did with the power for four years. They mm-hmm. didn't do most of the things they said they were going to do. But in the middle of that, you got a media so wrapped up in it, what I would call right-wing media, Fox News and talk radio, so invested in perpetuating the false reality of Donald Trump that it's something we've never seen anything like this before uh, in America. We've seen it in other countries propaganda is the thing that keeps governments going in other authoritarian countries, but not in the United States. And now Trump is fighting like hell against Fox, I think, because he hopes to maintain the power on the right by having a TV network do his bidding for him. And if it isn't Fox, maybe it'll be Newsmax, which we're going to ask Chris Ruddy about. And and here it is. You know, Fox News has been criticized for, as you say, doing his bidding. And the opinion hosts, they have been there for him, especially Sean Hannity, who reportedly is on the blower with him talking in the evening. So they have moved out. They're not news, their opinion. And they have been not analytic about this presidency. <laughs> they have been loyal. And we all remember Trump also with that foreshadowing with Comey 
Do I have your loyalty? And he did have their loyalty. Then Fox, during the election, takes their toe and dips it into the water of reality. They call Arizona for Biden. And we have Tucker Carlson also going after Sidney Powell, one of the lawyers in this bizarro attempt to call the election fraudulent. And he goes and says, what is your evidence? And those loyal followers react. And we watch those ratings come down. So I I can't imagine what's going on in their mind is what do we do? I I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I think this is the, the question of the hour. And it has huge national implications for the Republican Party. What are because the Republican Party and Fox are so intertwined. They are the party that promotes the, uh, they are the TV network that promotes that political party. But we now see that if you're a Republican or if you're a Fox News anchor like Chris Wallace and you're not 100% deemed loyal, you're no good. You're a bad person. It's an amazing spectacle to watch. And I'm fascinated to see what Fox is going to do. Are they going to allow themselves to continue to be manipulated by Donald Trump and his followers, or are they going to cut the cord and say, enough is enough? We'll be conservative. We'll oppose what Biden does if he's too liberal on something. But we're not here to be Donald Trump's propaganda network as a former president. John, if they do, let's just look at it. If they say, okay, we want these viewers back, I mean, what kind of a deal is that? How, can they never say anything about the president? Do they give him one show on the weekend? I mean, there's a lot at stake here. But the bigger picture for me is about reality. And I think the whole world is really watching what happens here. Fox was very big and very popular, very influential, well before Donald Trump arrived on the scene. One of the benefactors is Newsmax. And Fox used to kind of laugh at Newsmax. Right. And what's happened in the three weeks since the election, and it's why I'm so happy that uh, you and I were able to get Chris to come on again today, is that Newsmax was sitting there as a TV network with not a huge audience for a couple, three years. And since this fight broke out after election night, as you said, beginning with the early call on Arizona, there has been an explosive defection of millions of viewers away from Fox, and they went all over to Newsmax. Newsmax went up almost overnight, where they were actually beating other networks. They're the fourth biggest cable network suddenly, and most people had never heard of them and didn't know they even had them on their cable system until this spat arose. And it has elevated their evening ratings. It has also elevated MSNBC in the morning, Because the defections away from MSNBC have allowed Morning Joe on MSNBC to beat Fox and Friends, which is the biggest daytime show on Fox. So it's having big impact. And we're going to talk to Chris about this and what the future holds for Newsmax and Trump. And the rest of the world, because we watch. Journalism is supposed to be about the pursuit of truth. Is it journalism? Is it opinion? How does it play in? Who wins? Who loses? I would like to welcome, as promised, the CEO of Newsmax, Chris Ruddy. Welcome to Revolution, the podcast. How are you doing? I am great, Arlene, and great to be on with you and John. 
All right, let me ask you, I'll, I'll go first. Chris, how does it feel? I mean, it is inch by inch by inch and then some waves. And now you are a much bigger player in the conservative media landscape. How much of that do you equate to Fox News and the messaging of President Donald Trump? Well, I would say, Arlene, that we've been around for a long time. Uh, John knows, you know, remembers when I started in 1998. I actually started in politics with John Labutlier mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So that's how far back I go in politics and other stuff. But I definitely, uh, Newsmax has had a very steady rise. We've been a leading conservative. I think the heavyweight when it comes to online political news for conservatives since the beginning on Newsmax.com. And then when we started our cable channel, uh, we got all the distribu- distribution agreements on all the major cable operators like Xfinity, DirecTV, and Dish, and all those about in the past two years. So we really only could build out our programming in a very effective way. And ever since we've been doing that, in the past 18 months, we've had very steady growth before Election Day. And we had already become a significant player on cable and also OTT, unlike Fox and CNN and other Cable channels, we're free on all the devices like Roku and YouTube Live and Zumo and Pluto and you name it. And so we're getting millions and millions of people watching us that don't have Fox and don't have cable. So it's an incredible reach. I think one of the the latest stats, Chris, is that I think you're number four cable channel in the United States of America. Let me ask you, you know, you just said you've been a driver in conservative media. One of the, uh, the big questions that is being debated right now is, is conservative media dependent on Donald Trump and his loyalty? No, I, you know, Newsmax through the years, Donald Trump during his presidency once in a blue moon tweeted out something about Newsmax. I wouldn't say that he heavily promoted us at all. And, you know, Newsmax, if you looked at our site, we were very supportive of the president in many ways, but we also had fair coverage where people critical of him. If you go to Newsmax.com this moment, you will find articles that are supportive of the president, exposing examples of voter fraud, for instance, that support his position but also criticisms of it. Uh, I always felt that people need to be informed that it's not, John probably remembers Bill Buckley's famous thing that conservatives don't need to tell their own story and have just their own side. They need to have an argument between liberal and conservative because most people will always side with the conservative position when they listen to it compared to the liberal. I come from the old school. Give people both sides and they'll make an informed decision. We'll win 90, 80 percent of the time. And that's good, good stuff. You know, we've gotten into a situation today where everybody has to sort of support and affirm their team's position on everything. I'm not sure that's going to really good for conservatives or healthy for the country. Uh, Chris, seems to me that the, the dam broke on election night when Fox was the first to call Arizona for Biden. And it infuriated the Trump people, Trump himself. There were calls at midnight to Rupert Murdoch to try to get them to reverse the call, which he did not. And since then, there's been an all-out vitriolic war by Trump against Fox. And you have benefited a lot by many, maybe more than a million viewers leaving Fox every day permanently for, for now and going over to you. But... 
could those people leave you and go back to wherever Trump anoints as his landing spot? Well, let's go through what happens on election night. I think it's pretty important. Fox called uh, Arizona almost immediately. 14% of the vote was in. Nobody else was projecting. The AP later that night, but no other media uh, called it some waited weeks. But um, they immediately called Arizona, but they wouldn't call Florida, which Trump won handily. Newsmax was the first network to call it that night. So it's, people started saying, what are they doing here? Why are they trying to help Biden on election night? And apparently it was a help to call Arizona so quickly. And this was in line with a lot of other coverage they had given where they, the debate with Chris Wallace was very negative to Trump. They had confirmed the story that he called fallen soldiers, suckers and losers, which no other, very few other media had confirmed. Some had, but not many. Uh, so I think people realized these guys were not really, you know, consistently balanced in its approach to Trump. Uh, let's put it that way. Can I ask you, Chris, because I think this is the nub of things. You know, I do think media confirmed that suckers and losers story. And you're right. Fox News in a in a moment of honesty, did confirm it. If is there a chance that if you're honest and here they did, they they put their toe in the water, and I'll respectfully disagree on Chris Wallace. You know, he asked him some tough questions, and presidents from all parties, in my opinion, should be asked tough questions. Is reality a sign of being disloyal? What does loyalty look like with the fair and balanced approach that you're talking about? Well, Kristen Welker is a liberal, and uh, I think she did a very good job moderating that fairly and asked tough questions. What Chris Wallace did during that thing was bail out Biden several times when he was on the ropes and didn't know what to say, and he quickly turned the conversation. Anybody looks at that carefully sees he was trying to be hopeful to Biden. And Trump obviously made some mistakes in that. But, you know, I think that the press, the New York Times never confirmed, and they're pretty liberal, as you know, but I think I always feel Maggie Haberman is very accurate. And she never, if you, what she reports, you can take to the bank. And they never confirmed. Zach Fuentes, who was the chief of staff to General Kelly, said point blank publicly that that was a lie, that the president had never said that. And he obviously had the blessing of General Kelly, who didn't speak out on it. You know, obviously he doesn't like the president that much. But I spoke to the president the Monday that weekend that broke on a weekend, which was Labor Day weekend. And I, I was upstate New York and I called him about five o'clock that afternoon. And he said every time he turns on Fox News, they have some Democrat or somebody attacking him. And I said, well, it's funny because I was watching the network over the weekend and every time I turned it on, they had someone on the network, including this report, attacking the president. Uh, when you watch CNN and MSNBC, it's pretty consistent negative to Trump 24-7. Even the Republicans, most of them endorsed Biden on those shows. So, you know, the people are not getting that consistency of Fox News. Uh, here, here's the thing. Whether we want to believe or not that Fox was sufficiently <laughs> loyal to Donald Trump, which is really not the role of a news channel. They're not supposed to be loyal to a person. They're supposed to be loyal to the truth. And if Donald Trump views Fox as insufficiently loyal, 
He's going to go elsewhere, I guess, once he's out of office. And this is going to cause a splintering or fracturing on the right that you may heavily benefit from. And I, I would love to know, where do you think we're headed on the right? We've had just Fox. Newsmax wasn't much in the ratings till recently. Now you're a, a growing force. Where is it in six months from now? What's it going to look like? Oh, God, John, it's so hard to predict anything. I wouldn't predict we'd be talking about a post-election situation that we're going through right now. But I think that it looks like Joe Biden's the winner. And uh, it's almost all but certain, although I think that the recount should take place and that we should not declare him president-elect till the Electoral College comes in to do that. Um, but I think that if it's a Biden administration, opposition press, and Newsmax is certainly opposition press when Biden is there, uh, just like CNN's been opposition press to Trump, uh, will be do very well. At least historically, that's been the case. Newsmax was a very highly rated. You know, I made this comment in, in something similar to it in the New Yorker, an interview, and they they then twisted it to say that all I wanted to do was good for business and that I was only pushing this vote fraud thing because it was good for my business. And, you know, the truth is, it's always better for our business to have a Democrat, but I, 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 Newsmax traditionally is conservative. We always endorse and usually support the Republican candidate for president. And uh, I think it's, it's, uh, it's not something that we do based on our economic benefit, but it's true to our principles that we believe in, in free uh, freedom and limited government and a strong defense, and we want presidential administrations that support that concept. All right, so, but let, let, let's just go to this. It's been reported several times in the last week that it is conceivable that Murdoch, Fox, and HarperCollins make a blockbuster offer to Donald Trump when he's out of office for $100 million for his memoirs and a TV presence on Fox, a show, appearances, it's unspecified. And we know with Donald Trump, money talks. So let's say they made that offer and he takes that offer and he's now back as part of the Fox team. What effect is that going to have on Newsmax? Uh, it's really hard to speculate that he would do that deal. I, I think of the current situation, I find it hard to believe that Fox, which wants to clearly in my mind untether themselves from President Trump and has had such a negative impact on his political fortunes that they would want him and that he would want them. Uh, that's a pretty big number to have a conversation over, $100 million or whatever that number might be. I just find it hard to believe that Fox, which really chafed under President Trump, didn't like the fact that he uh, was on a lot of their shows and had such close relationships with their hosts, is going to suddenly be their star personality driving their network. Um, may they do a deal on the book? That sounds pretty reasonable, and they are a big conservative publisher. I think Fox wants to have good relations with Trump after he leaves office. Uh, I don't think they're going to be uh, attacking him. But on the other hand, I do think they want to carve out a, you know, the president has been very effective in working closely with their hosts and probably has more influence with their major hosts at primetime than, than Fox executives have or the Murdoch family. 
And I'm sure that's not a happy fact. All right. Finally, Chris, is that good for America? Is it good where and everyone has asked themselves this question, certainly over the last four or five years, is it good to have a close personal relationship if you're a popular opinion host with the president of the United States? Is that where America gets their answers? I, I think it's okay as long as you disclose it. I'm a big, I think all this micromanaging and editorial independence, I love the English system. You declare your political point of view. You know, the Telegraph is conservative and the Express is labor or the Guardian's labor. And, and then you read the reporting based on their point of view. And some of it's quite good reporting you get like out of the Guardian, right? But you know it's liberal. And in America, we have this idea that somehow all our reporting is scientific and objective, and that's really BS. And, you know, for CNN and MSNBC, for instance, to claim their, their, their objective is ridiculous. And I think that m- my view is the more diversity of media, the better. Fox has owned all of television for Republicans and conservatives for 20 years. They own half the cable news market, which is a $6 billion market. And it's very dangerous for the Republican Party and conservatives to have that power in just one news organization and one controlling shareholder, especially Rupert, who I think has been a tremendous figure and I deeply admire him. But he is almost 90 and you can't imagine that he will be controlling Fox forever, right? And the, the family, I'm not so sure of their political interests or, or direction. So I think it's really important what Newsmax is doing to add more diversity, that we have channels that represent the traditional values and principles of the country. Chris Ruddy, thank you for joining us again on Revolution. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Great to be on, Arlene and John. Thank you. Chris Reddy said a lot of interesting things. John, here's what jumps out at me is Chris Reddy's opinion on what Fox will do. We've been asking him what he will do, what Fox will do with Trump. Yeah, that he, he doesn't believe Murdoch wants to be tethered to Trump after Trump is no longer president. To me, that is the question of the hour because no offense to Newsmax. Newsmax has picked up this viewership uh out of defaulting by by Fox. Fox has allowed them to go, uh, and they can still get them back. If they choose, they want that viewership back. All they got to do is make nice with Trump. And as I asked him, there it has been repeatedly reported that uh, they could offer him a big deal for both his memoirs and a TV deal, in which case you know they would insist on some sort of exclusivity for Trump and therefore he wouldn't be uh, also on Newsmax or OANN or some other place at the same time. So this is all to be decided in the next several weeks and once Trump is out of office. And it really comes down to Murdoch himself, Rupert Murdoch, almost 90, still running the company, has a huge decision to make. What does he want Fox News to be uh, in the Biden administration? Does he want to be you know, loyal opposition to Biden, that kind of media, or does he want to be Trump TV? Because that's what it'll be if he signs up Trump. All right. A couple other things to consider. Mainly, John, can Trump hold his base? We don't know. I mean, he's 
certainly had that prowess. How long is that going to last? We're in uncharted territory. And giving us a little bit of an idea, there's a piece getting a lot of attention right now by Philip Rucker and company in the Washington Post, really talking about what went on inside and those who are saying, you know, the president seems delusional, giving us a little idea of some cracks there, perhaps. We don't know. We've seen these before, but this has kind of got a different a different feel to it, a different sense to it. And then also, let me throw this at you. What about those waiting in the weeds? Come on. I mean, if you're Marco Rubio, you're Tom Cotton, you're Ted Cruz, you're Nikki Haley, all those people who've done his bidding, been quiet and planned, you could see they were plotting their next move. Are they just going to say, oh, okay, great, glad you still want to run this party, or are they behind his back saying, okay, I want my chance. I want my chance at this. And quite frankly, you have lost. So, you know, we're getting a little inside peek here of perhaps him losing some of this base. Can he keep all of it, as I said? And then with the others, is this going to be the night of the long knives here? Right. And the other report floating around lately is that Trump is considering doing some sort of kickoff announcement that he would run in 2024, that he would time this announcement to interfere with Biden's inauguration on January 20th. That's just a report floating around. We don't know that it's going to happen, but all of this is in the air and you have to wonder, you know, if you're an, if you're Murdoch, do you want to be tethered to that? Do you, and and is that what you want for the next year or two to just be doing Trump's bidding all the time? And what about the GOP? I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, the whole party. What are they going to say? Republicans are they going to say? You know, we might want to change now. Every party does an autopsy when they lose. And they say, where do we lose and what are we going to do? So what direction do they want to go? Are they just going to follow Donald Trump blindly? They may feel very differently. Also, the psychology, you know me, John, I'm almost into the human nature of this. Donald Trump is talking a good game now, but look at how badly he's taking this loss. Does he really want to risk it? Does he want to put his neck out there and try for something else? Because the pain could get worse here. I mean, you know, he's not taking this very well. And that's a little bit of an understatement. I was just going to say one other thing is the legal issue, which is it looks likely that he is being heavily investigated by the New York State Attorney General and the Manhattan District Attorney. The Manhattan one is criminal charges for possible tax fraud and bank fraud. And the state one is a civil inquiry, which the attorney general said could morph into criminal charges. So I'm just saying it's not impossible that Murdoch or whoever hires Trump or creates a TV network with Trump, whatever they do, might pretty soon be partnering with a guy who's um, indicted for felonies and who might be standing trial. Again, we have even more cracks here, John, even at the state level. We've got former attorney generals. We've got current governors saying, you know what? I was asked to do something about this vote in this election that I do not feel is within the law. And I'm not going to do it. And they're getting very public about that. Now, that isn't a great look here because 
these people are saying, I voted for Donald Trump. I supported Donald Trump, but I'm not going to do it. So, you know, after a while, this starts to do some damage. And I'm going to quote again, as I often do, my dad, Harry the Bricklayer from Liverpool. And he used to point to those dry stone arches and say, you know what, it's a little bit like life. You see some of those stones, they don't look so important. If one of those little stones, enough of them, one or two of the key ones fall out, the whole arch goes down. It's useless. There's no support. And that could be what we're looking at here. You know, on are those stones coming out? Are things going to crumble or is there enough to stay? Yeah. And I think what's happening with those stones and all is they're gradually coming out of the wall. They and it's bit by bit. And then we're going to get to January 20th and Joe Biden is going to be the president and the coverage is going to be 24 seven about him. And Donald Trump's going to have to, believe it or not, fight to get coverage. It's not the same as when he is president and he can make any inane statement he wants and get coverage. That won't happen anymore. Yeah, he can still tweet. Yeah, fight with those people who want to be the next president, the Cruises and the Rubios. They're, they know how to do this. They're going to start commenting on policy and government. And things will things will turn. I'm Arlene Bynum. And I'm John LeBoutlier. And this has been Revolution. Sir, just, just to be clear, if the Electoral College votes for Joe Biden, you're They're trying to look... Between you people, don't answer, don't talk to me that way. You're just a you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that way. Don't talk to I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president that way.